Um, but first, I just want to say, um, before I introduce Pastor Martinez and, and Emma, um, two years ago, God just laid on our hearts, uh, Renee's and mine, we just felt we just needed to go to Haiti. Um, and I remember going to the board and saying, I'm not sure exactly why we're going. We don't really have a plan. We don't have a purpose. All we know is that God is telling us to go. And they graciously said, okay, we believe you need to go. And so we went down just to basically to pray and to hear God and to see what he wanted us to do, what it was about. And, and um, Rachel was down there already, um, and she just wrapped up with the team, leading a team down there. We linked up with um, Rachel, and she introduced us to Pastor Martinez and Emma. And uh, after being there for uh, just a few days and coming back, we just knew that what God wanted us to do is I really felt God wanted us to meet um, Pastor and his wife. Uh, to know them really is just to love them. Um, I don't know that I've ever met more humble people in my life. Um, they are just a huge inspiration and, and blessing and true servants of God. And so over the last couple of years, our relationship with them has been growing. Um, some of you have been on mission trips down there. We've taken two trips down there. We've raised money to help build the orphanage that, you, that you've seen. We've, we've put food into that orphanage. Um, we support kids. You support kids. Uh, there's about 60 kids that are supported by you guys uh, in Marbiel, the village that you just saw. And so you guys have been part of this. And so um, I'm just going to ask Pastor Martinez and Emma to stand real quick. Would you just, um, this is Pastor Martinez and Emma. Would you give them a round of applause? It's so good to have them with us. I'm honored to have him um, preach this morning. Um, you may be seated. Thank you. Uh, to preach from this pulpit this morning and share with you guys. I know that you will be touched and you will be blessed. Would you open your Bibles to Judges chapter 6, verses 1 through 16. Judges chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. 16. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you out of Egypt... Out of the land of slavery, I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree in Oprah that belonged to Joash the Abizrite where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. 
But sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's, out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The old Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will, and will strike down all of the Midianites together. This morning, would you welcome Pastor Martinez as he comes to the platform here this morning to share God's word with us. Thank you so much for your invitation. We say thank you to Pastor and Mrs. Selwyn, the Pitos who invite and receive us for the weekend. We thank you for sending food to the orphanage, the boys' home, that help us a lot. So we thank you for the time you give us to share with you this morning. We have already follow the reading of the word of God by Pastor Selwyn, and we have selected one verse that we can share with you, is uh, uh, Judges 6, verse 14, and the Lord looked upon him and said, go and this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Magianite. Am I not sending you? Shall we turn to the Lord in prayer? Gracious Lord, we thank you and praise you for our salvation. We thank you, O Lord, for the time we have this morning to share your word with our brothers and sisters here. We committed ourselves unto you. Pray that you will be with us and guide us. Pray that you will help those who are hearing to be able to understand. And guide them, O oh Lord, and help them so they may be able to put your word into practice, we pray. In Christ our Lord. Amen. Am I not sending you? God and his plan for humanity uses men and women to manifest his glory. In chapter 4, from verse 1 following, we have prophetess and judge Deborah. And chapter 4, verse 17 to 20, we have Jael, a lady who conquered the captain of the army. The man was tired. He wanted a place to have some water, some rest. And with a nail and a hammer, he has been killed by that woman. So the women helped 
and that war. And when we look for, in the New Testament, Luke chapter 20, Luke chapter 24, verse 9 to 10, I have to be very careful. I hope the men will bear with me. But when the strong disciples were hiding after they crucified their Lord, on Sunday morning, it was the women who went to the tomb with perfume, with their heart and their love to perfume the place. And when they get there, it was reason. And it was the women who broke the news to the disciples. So I'm, going, I'm not going to say too much about that, but it is sure, it is clearly in the scripture from the Old and the New Testament, women have their part to play in the ministry of the gospel. So this morning I would like to challenge the young ladies young girl to back up the ministry here at Glad Tiding Church. God wants you and wants your participation in the ministry here. So I won't keep you too long in that. Shall we come to our subject, Am I Not Sending You? I would like to bring to your attention whom that God sent. Whom God sent. When you will look at this passage, we find that in verse 11 and 12, God talked to Gideon. When he talked to Gideon, they have some time of talking together with the angel of the Lord. God send those he meet. Those who meet God. Those we can say who are saved by grace. Those who meet the Lord. Call those the Lord meet. He met Gideon. They have some conversation. And then God said, go to deliver, to save Israel. If we go, or shall we go to Exodus 3, verse 1 and following, we find that in the burning bush, God met with Moses. It is clear to me, and I would like to share that with you, God sent those that he himself meet or who meet with him and of course have some experience with God. Because all those two people, you can see when they were talking, they explain and they talk, so they meet together. If you go to Act of the Apostle, we know on the Damascus Road, Paul was really furious going to do his thing. Then, he met the Lord of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Why thou art persecuted me? Paul met God. He met Jesus on the road to Damascus. So we are here this morning. 
We have some younger, some older people who know Christ, who may not know Christ. But I would advise you, don't jump to the Lord business without knowing him. Have some relationship with him. So when you go out, you will talk about what you know. What you have experienced with that God. And you will know what to say to other people when you meet them. And this again, when I was looking a little curiously, I can see that God sent, according to verse, Judges 6, verse 15 to 16, God sent the one who recognized his imperfection. I was born in Protestant. My father was a lay preacher, my grandfather. But I observe people as well, sometimes full of themselves. They can do it, they are not like... In fact, we have a preacher who said that in Haiti. I don't preach like him. You see, because he really was a lawyer, he was have experience, his wife a medical doctor, and they have some relationship with government. So he thinks that he's somebody. But when we read the, the scripture, we find that Gedeon said, I am who I am, that you send me to save Israel. I come from that tribe, and my family, I'm the least in my family house. And my family is the poor one in Manasseh. You can see how he tried to fix himself. And he wasn't lying. That's the way it is. When you stand before the Holy God, the Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, who are you? Who I am? It is all by grace he call us and want to use us to manifest his glory. Gideon back up. He said, my family are the poorest and I'm the youngest and how can you ask me to go and save Israel? God send those who recognize their imperfection before God. And even the ministry is even too great for them to do. If we go on uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 9 to 12, the people was in trouble and God sent Moses, who I am to go to Pharaoh. Moses was humble. He got a good education in Egypt, and Egypt uh, uh, education. But when God asked him to go and face the king and get his people out, who I am? Gideon, back up. Mo Moses, back up. Because the ministry is not something simple. No one can do it by himself. No, and I never meet one who can do it by himself. Because it is the Holy Spirit who convinces from sin and judgment. When we go, we meet people, they cry out, they confess. It's not our speech. It's God take what he give us to say and he convince people to cry for mercy and salvation. So all those men, they back off. And if we go to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, 
Isaiah said, no, I'm undone. I live among people. Their lips are really bad. So how come I go? Who I am? And then God in his mercy, as he does for everyone here, by his grace, it is by grace we are saved. Not anything from our family, from what we do. Forget it. By grace we are saved. And then he sent an, archangel, an angel take some fire on the altar and touch his lip. He said, now you are sanctified. Now you can go. And Isaiah said, here I am, send me. Brothers and sisters, you, you and me who want to serve the Lord, who want to go as he calls us, you're doing fine. I was doing some, uh, myself, some resentment, don't, to, don't want to go. But of course you want to go. Make sure that you meet the Lord. Make sure that you are safe. And make sure everybody gets their little proud. But confess it. And ask forgiveness, serious business with the Lord. And then you will take up and go and tell people about the love of God. We can go a little further. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, God sent Samuel to anointed a king for Israel. He went, Samuel the prophet, he met with Jesse, and he talked about to come to offer sacrifices. You know that. And then the big man come, the first son, passing by, oh, Samuel. He said, he is the man. Because he's big and plum, and he's the man who will be the king of Israel, the next king after Saul. Saul. God said, not worried about his appearance. <laughs> he's not the man. Jesse let seven of his children pass by before the king. God shake his head. But Samuel said, there is nothing else in your family, nothing else. Yeah, there is the shepherd, little David, taking care of the sheep and the field. Oh, he said, send for him. Oh, they sent for David. And when David came, the Lord said to the prophet, there is a man. I wonder if there is not a little David, girl or boys. You didn't finish your education. You didn't have a higher mark in school. And you don't feel that you fit to answer the call of God this morning. Because you are undone or you are not somebody that the university, the seminary will accept. I was amazed our brother said when Jesus called, he didn't call for, he didn't ask for, what did it say, curriculum vitae, your CV, your CV. He just called and said, follow me. David was almost forgotten there. But because of assistance, they called for him. Not they called for him, they called for the king. Many of us here, young people, young adults, God wants for you to participate in the extension of his kingdom. Like me, I didn't want to go because I'm not qualified. Maybe you think you are not qualified. What you used to do, the devil tried to let you know you are not fit, you are undone, but by grace, God will clean your lips. And your, your past life is behind. 
So come to the Lord. Make sure that you are saved. Only him can do that. Make sure that you know him. You have some experience in your school and your life with the Lord. When he speaks, you listen. You use. He used to talk to you. He tells Samuel, that Samuel, Samuel. Samuel was not yet mature and know God, he said in the scripture. But God called him. He get advice from Elijah. And then you know he was a great prophet in Israel. So if you are here this morning, God wants you to participate in the extension of his kingdom, either in school, at home, in America, or even abroad. You will see. God wants you to obey to his calling. But it is up to you not to be so full of yourself and to think that I see that in Bible school. I see that among ministers. I was the chairman of the Council of the Evangelical Churches in Haiti. I see men, ministers, I see that. But God is a God of mercy. Don't think you can make it. You have a good speech, you, you, talk, you speak easily, and you can't convert in America. Forget that. You can't. I can tell you, you cannot. Because it is the Holy Spirit who convinces from sin and judgment. But God wants you to, be, to obey to the calling. He wants you to submit yourself to him, to be humble. And you will be amazed what God will do with you. Shall we see for a moment when God called and sent? In this chapter, we heard about the Midianite who came and oppressed the Israelite people. When God called and sent, there is a need. It's the same thing for Moses. The Egyptian was oppressing the Israelite. So God called Moses. Time I come out, I come from, I descended from heaven, I heard their cry, and I come to deliver them. So go. So there is a need, and Pastor just mentioned that. There were a lot of people dying, slave of demon, slave of Satan. What God said to Gideon, go and save them. What he told you this morning, go and save those people, suffer and chain by the devil. But you are saved. He gives you the Holy Spirit. You are full of power, and he called you, he anointed you to go. So please, I wish, like some people I know, you will take your engagement. Don't send for tomorrow. Oh yes, I will go, but not now. Not now. There is a need now. That's the reason God talked to you. I know a young man who called Martinez. He has been 17 or 16 when God called him, but he oppressed the call. He put it down. Because I have reason. You may have reason. I tell you my reason. My uncle was a minister before 40, but at 40, 1940, they sent him to the south as a minister. He get $10 as salaries, and I know that. My brother finished seminary, 
They sent him to the north. We are from the south. They sent him to the north as a missionary. He had $30. I visited him in hospital in the north, TB, because $30 a month. Foreigners in that north area. You have to help people too. Why I am going, and those two men I know, I live with them in their pathway. I oppress my call. But I had to surrender. No one here, I tell you that, with authority, can beat God. You cannot beat him. You have to submit. But you know, I finish with a stomach ulcer. It is maybe two, three years I'm cleaning up. Not cleaning up, but I'm better with my stomach ulcer. God punished me. Every door closed before me. Because he called me to serve him. I don't expect and wish anybody here as you hear, not if, as you hear the call of God for you to obey, to participate in the ministry of the gospel and you try to quench it, you will pay very, very expensive price for that. It happened to me. It happened to me. So when God calls, need, we need to obey. When God calls, there is a need for him to act but he needs us, like his hand, his feet, his mouth. Well, when Moses was complaining, I don't have a speech easy, he said, take Aaron with you. But you have to go. So I don't know what you lack. You may not finish your education. You may not. You, you, some people said, I am, uh, when you don't want to speak, not ashamed, but um, timid, shy. You are shy. You can't. God call you, you will see what he will do with you. Whom God send, the one who meet with him. The one who have some experience, conversation with him. Moses, Gideon, and others. Whom he send? The one who is not too full of himself. When does he send? When there is a need. And the world uh, is dying without Christ. We need to share the gospel with them. But when God called, as I told you, he called. We are in a mission week or this month. We are talking about mission. I know you cannot do it. I cannot too. It is true. But don't back off. Because when we read in Judges chapter 6, verse 14 to 16, let me see. And the Lord looked up to him and said, go in thy, and this thy might. The way you are. <laughs> the way you are. You see, you are weak, you don't have. Go and die might. The way you are. That how he sent you. And he carry on. And thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Madianites. Am I not sending you? And he said unto him, Oh, my Lord, wherewith and complaining. And the Lord, in verse 16, said unto him, Surely I will be with you, and thou shalt smite the Magianite as one man. You are not going to do it yourself. You cannot do it. You are right but not fully right. Because it is God himself 
who is going to be with you to supply on your weakness. Paul said it. I am strong when I am weak. And his strength fulfill and back up on my weakness. So I know you have a lot of things in your mind. My finance, my, 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 my. You are right. But it's not you. He just only call you, want you to obey. It is him who will do it. The same case for Moses. You will see that my strong hand will deliver my people from Egypt. It is my strong hand who will deliver the people, my people from Egypt. It's not you. When God calls you, he wants only for you to obey and to follow him. He will do the job. He's able to do it. He said, my God shall supply to all your need. I know there is question. You want to back off. But you will pay that a great, a great price for that. I will invite you, invite me. Obey the Lord. And be sure that he is the one who will do it. Exodus 6 again. I will do it. Deuteronomy 7 verse 7. I will do it because of love. God loved those people dying and sin. Slave of the devil. God loved them. So how come he touched them if you back off? Obey. Shall we obey the Lord? He loves you. He loves them. And he will do the job himself. And when he do the job, be careful. All the glory will return to him. The great God of heaven. The almighty one who save people, who bless your ministry. To God be the glory. Great thanks he has done. Shall we sing that? Only one verse. To God be the glory. Great thanks he has done. So love he the world that he gave us his son. Thank you. I was afraid he was going to make me sing up here. I thought, nobody wants to hear me sing. <laughs> it was good. He helped you this morning. It helped me this morning. He did help me. Um, Miss Emma, would you join us on the platform? Would you uh, just give her a round of applause as they come? We want to pray, uh, pray over this, over this couple. And before we do that, I just want to say, you know, God had him come. God had him speak this message. And I really believe that God has been speaking to people in this church. It's easy to write a check. 
It's easy to think that God is calling somebody else, but every missionary and every pastor started at some point in a pew, some point where God put his finger on them and said, no, I want more from you, and I want you to walk away from what is comfortable, and I want you to know that every one of us that have done that have faced the same questions and the same fear as anybody else, we're no different than anybody else. We too had to embrace what does this look like, how can we do this I'm not that person. I don't have the gifts. I don't have the talents. I just want to say that I believe God's been talking to you this morning. And the question is, will you respond? Will you respond? Because I want to tell you, as scary as it might be now, there's nothing more rewarding in all of your life than serving God and letting go and saying, okay, God, wherever you want me to go, And it won't be easy all the time. It might not be easy most of the time, but God is with you. And it's his power, it's his strength, it's his authority. I want to pray for Pastor Martinez and for for Emma. And I want to ask some of our deacon um, board members to come up here. Then we're going to take an offering. I want to do a second offering for them. This couple is amazing. Um, You know, what I really respect about them is that you get what you see, the way they preach is the way that they live. Uh, nine churches, nine schools, two orphanages. This couple carries so much on their shoulders. And uh, I, I really believe God has linked us up as a church with them, that we can walk with them, that we can try and support them and hold their arms up. But we need to pray. They need help. They need, we need to pray that God will raise up young men and women not just in Haiti, but also from the U.S., to come alongside and to help and strengthen, not just with checks, but with availability. And so would you stretch out your hands as we pray for Pastor Martinez and for Emma? Well, Jesus, we just come before you, and we are grateful for this man and for this woman who stand before us. God, we're honored to have them in this church. God, and their lives point to you. They're just humble servants of you, but they inspire us, Lord God. And God, I know, Lord Jesus, that you didn't bring them here for us just to honor them, but you brought them here with a message for your people in this church, that you want us to open our hearts to hear from you, to be courageous and obedient in your calling, and to respond not to Pastor Martinez's voice, but to yours. And so that's what we ask, Lord God, and we thank you for speaking through them, to us this morning. But Lord God, we recognize this amazing ministry that you have placed them in, that you have given them. God, we know that and you can only imagine the burdens that they carry. But Lord God, we thank you for their faithfulness and we pray, Lord God, that you would bless them. God, would you keep them in good health? Lord Jesus, would you strengthen them? Lord God, would you continue to guide them as you so faithfully have? Lord, would you meet every need, God, every financial need, every need of every church, every school, every orphanage. God, you know the amount of people and kids that they feed, Lord God, how many people that they provide for, Lord God. And God, you know what weighs them down. You know what they wrestle with, Lord Jesus. So would you meet every need that they have? Would you bless them and bless their ministry? We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.